This is episode number 113 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends. It's Jesse here. Wow. If you are listening to this episode in real time, it is March 24th, 2020, and we are amidst the global pandemic that is COVID-19. We are sending you love during this period of life that we know is causing significant challenges for many. I know Anita and I are feeling incredibly grateful for our privileges and also managing our own nervousness about the uncertainties that we're each living through. In an effort to help connect us to our bodies and to each other during this time of social distancing, I am hosting a four-week online group workout class that runs from March 24th through April 17th. We will meet from across our screens twice a week for a strength training-based workout session that I will personally be coaching you through. All the workouts will be doable from home, of course, with minimal equipment and will have modifications built in for pregnancy, postpartum, and your pelvic health needs. I want to be really clear that the purpose of this class is not to get you into better shape, which I know sounds strange for a fitness program, but hear me out. I'm not concerned about how much stronger we'll get in this amount of time. I don't care how many calories we'll burn in each of these 20-minute workout sessions. I don't know what your progress might be through these eight classes. I do care that we'll be together when we're apart. I care that we'll all be able to see each other smiling and laughing, get to hear each other's voices and see each other's faces. I care that we'll be able to move our bodies to help calm our worries, quiet the anxiety, and garner patience when it's been a challenging day. This is my hope for this class. Our first session is Tuesday, March 24th, but you can absolutely join us if you are only hearing about this now or after this. We're going to meet twice a week until April 17th. You can still get your spot in the class. Go to jessiemundell.com forward slash workout dash group, and that link will also be in the show notes of today's episode. Stay well, everyone. I'm so excited for today's episode because we are going to cover a question that I get asked multiple times a week, and that is, 
tips for working out with a full schedule and particularly with small children around. So as I said, I get asked this a ton from my clients and community members, listeners to the podcast. I think that it seems really tricky to be able to do this, to fit in exercise, your own personal workouts, especially when your life is just jam-packed or you are with small children a lot of the time who like to make your schedule trickier and who make working out just harder to do. And I think that that is a valid valid question on so many levels because really having a full schedule, a packed schedule, and small children can make working out more difficult. So I want to start there that absolutely this can be challenging. And hopefully with these tips we are going to give you today, we are going to give you our top five tips for working out with a full schedule. Hopefully this can make it easier for you to manage in your life. So Anita, I first want to ask you, what does working out look like for you right now? And I know it's going to be very different. Baby Jack, who you can hear. Yeah, you can hear Jack. Yeah. He's only um, six weeks old. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so right now, definitely in terms of it's like I'm doing a lot of the rehab and restorative exercises and now that we're getting to the six week mark, I'm doing more. Um but yeah, it's just kind of fit there's no scheduling a time as in like ten AM I'm going to do my exercise and work out. That's not happening. It's literally I have an idea what I want to do that day and I just fit it in however I can. And sometimes it's broken up and sometimes if Pip is home with me, it's her joining me slash climbing under me on me. Um, (laughs) and sometimes it's like breaking it up and making sure Jack is staying like happy and occupied throughout. So that means kind of stopping in between. Um, so yeah, definitely at this point it's, uh, uh, it's broken up and I really want to do it every day because I feel better. My body feels better. I know it's important for, um, recovery and getting back to more challenging exercise later. Um, so I really try to fit it in. It's just, it's not at a particular time. Yeah, totally. Totally get that. That's exactly what things look like in my life right now too. Different situation though, as my youngest is almost seven months. So it is similar and different, of course, like your schedule is much tighter. We have way more room to work with now. Theo stays awake for over two hours at a time. So it's just a very different situation than having a tiny newborn when you are, it's just the hours are very short. Babies need to nap and sleep way more often. So things are just far trickier in that time period. So for me over the last, gosh, three and a half, four years now, my schedule has been working out literally whenever is possible in that day or that week. So for me, I don't work out every day. I like to move my body every day in some way. But for more exercise sessions that you would think of as workouts, I tend to do two or three a week. Um, So it is fitting them in typically whenever is possible during that day. As you said, Anita, I don't schedule my workouts in at the start of a week. I know that that works really well for some people. Like I'm going to work out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 
5 p.m. That might be what works best for you, your life, your family. For me, it is just a whenever, wherever type situation. I always work out at home, so we're super lucky to have fitness equipment at home, so that is where all my workouts have taken place over the last few years. And yeah, it is, it's not scheduled. It's always different week to week. Uh, sometimes the workout happens all in a row. Sometimes I like to joke that it takes me 48 hours to do a workout when that workout really could have taken 20 minutes in a row, but that just doesn't happen a lot of the time. So we're going to dive in to give you our five tips for working out with a full schedule and particularly with small children around if you feel like you are in the same situation where um, it just is hard and tricky to make this happen. So my number one tip, and if you follow me on social media, you'll see me doing this all the time, it is to work out in what you're wearing. Stop changing your clothes. Do not put on shoes. Just work out in whatever you have on right now. Now, so athleisure makes this way simpler to do, but you'll see me working out in bathrobes, bathing suits, dresses, skirts, literally whatever I'm wearing, that's what I'm going to do the workout in. I would totally agree. And I feel like it, it, there definitely is a change when you work out at home versus going to the gym. Cause I would agree. Well, especially right now, um, pretty much wear leggings and that all the time anyways, cause it's, uh, the most comfortable, so easy to, to work out in. But the shoes I find really interesting because traditionally I am a person who would be going to the gym most days of the week, doing my workouts, definitely before Pippa and then as I could in between Pippa and Jack. Um, But when, and traditionally at the gym, I'd be wearing shoes, but at home when I work out, I definitely don't wear shoes. And it's interesting to feel the difference actually working out. I prefer to work out in bare feet at home. So I have like better grip on the floor. Um, but I encourage everyone to try it because while it is also convenient, it kind of changes how you feel in your body when you do work out. So that's something I've noticed, which I wasn't anticipating, but um, it does feel different working out without shoes on. It really, really does. And uh, for me and a lot of my clients who do the same, they just work out on what they are wearing at that time or do minimal changing if it is in a more commercial gym type environment, it just removes another barrier to getting started. And that can really be the most difficult part at times is getting started. So if you don't feel like you need to take another five, six, seven minutes to change your clothes, put on shoes, and then at the end of your workout, change back into your other clothes or take a shower or change your shoes again, it can just, again, remove that barrier to getting going. And it just seems like the session will be shorter. And that often is enough to get people in the door and getting going. Second tip we want to talk about, and this is a biggie, but we need to adjust your, in quotations here, good workout mindset. So what is a good workout? What does a good workout feel like? And if you are going from, say, someone who used to be quite athletic, is quite athletic, you like going to the gym, you like doing workouts that are longer in nature, say, always above 30 minutes, 45, 60 minutes, you like to sweat, you like to work hard, you like to feel that burn, 
it is challenging to then go from that into say a postpartum period when then your schedule is dominated by a tiny human who does not allow you to work out on your own schedule or go to the gym for long periods of time or your body just requires different things in postpartum as it is going to yeah and i think this is actually good timing too um in general because i feel like fitness um kind of goes through different trends and i feel like right now the the big thing for any anyone listening anyone exercising is um actually shorter hit um workouts and so i think this is like convenient time that now it's more about what can i fit in in a shorter period of time anyways um and you can still like some people i know really feel they need to get a sweat on otherwise they feel like they're not working out at all um, and that's totally possible in a short period of time, doing circuit training, doing um, HIIT workouts, um, definitely doable. And if sweating is not one of your necessities to working out, um, doing different types of exercise in a short period of time just has so many more benefits and just way easier to fit in uh, to your day. So rather than I feel like before the big thing is like how many hours or how much time did you spend in the gym? Now it seems to be like, how, what can you fit in in the shortest period of time? Yeah, I love that point. Totally uh, the big shift from like slogging it out on the elliptical for an hour a day. And now, <laughs> yeah, as you said, yeah, like we yeah. can fit in <laughs> so much beneficial movement in short periods of time. And as you said, there are just so All many right. other benefits to movement and exercise than sweating. And I totally get that because I used to be a person who needed to feel like I wanted to be sore afterwards. I wanted to feel done. I wanted to be sweaty after a workout. And again, if you follow me on social media, you know that that's not what I'm looking for anymore in my life. It just is not what I need to feel like that was a good workout. And this has taken years of reframing what a good workout feels like for me. So I really needed to break down this all or nothing mindset around exercise because I just simply wouldn't work out unless I had an hour to work out. I wouldn't work out unless I knew that it was going to be uninterrupted. And then when you're thrown into a period of time where your schedule is really full or you do have first baby or second baby, whatever the case might be, you just realize that I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to get exercise in unless I change the way I think about it. So for me, adjusting that all or nothing mindset around working out means that I have been far more consistent over the last three and a half years of having children than I would have, say, previously when I had all these parameters that needed to line up to make that good workout happen. For me now, anything is good. Anything is beneficial because I'm not just considering the physical side of things. There's so much a mental uh, and emotional benefits that comes with movement for me now. And I think also to add to that, um, that you mentioned with tip number one is it'll get you started. Um, I use this a lot with clients too, who either, um, like in the past hadn't really been into exercise and now they have certain goals, um, whether it's due to injury or not. Um, so short period of times is actually more realistic mentally for you to actually get going as well. Or if you're someone, um, let's say you're postpartum, 
pregnancy wasn't the greatest experience. So you didn't actually get to exercise as much as you want. And now you're getting back into it. Those shorter bouts is again, more realistic, um, despite the idea of not having much time because of the baby or, um, or just scheduling and that just mentally to be able to exercise shorter period of times is actually going to set you up for better success. Yeah, I love that. And for me, I know that if I have a workout, and this is a full workout, this maybe three or four different exercises. For me, mentally, that is just so much more reasonable going into like I know I can get through those three or four and I'm going to feel really good during and afterwards if I had a workout that was eight or nine exercises long I probably just wouldn't even start it I would keep waiting for that right time and that right time would likely never show up tip number three again this is so huge for me is to work out around your kids so i have somewhat of a rule that I always work out when my kids are awake. I don't wait for nap time. I don't wait for after bedtime. I don't wake up early in the morning to get a workout in so I can do it by myself. Honestly, this this isn't great. It's not that fun. I want to be honest about this. It would be easier and more enjoyable to work out when my children are sleeping, but those nap times and after bedtimes for me are just such precious times. That's a lot of my work time. It's time with my husband. It's time to do my own thing for my own uh, self-care. And so I can fit in the workout when they are awake. And we'll get into this a little bit more. It's not always pretty, but it is doable and possible. So it is somewhat of a rule. I work out when the kids are awake. Yeah, I think this is... uh... A really important tip to consider because I think a lot of people or at least a lot of um, moms I talk to feel that they can't and I get it too like I've done workouts with Pippa around um, and you're right they're not always the same uh, quality of workout like and it's broken up even more and you have a toddler crawling under you on you or whatnot and I know on your Instagram you've had videos of steel like climbing the the racks of your weights <laughs> and yeah. all that stuff which is entertaining um but I also like seeing and I know you talk about it's not necessarily about setting an example for the kids but I do like seeing that they they do want to mimic and what you do and I do see Pippa like she will get out um the yoga mat and she will get out bands and she will get out weights and she will do her own workout and she's not even three um so I think the fact that she sees me move my body and that that she could tell that is something important to me um, and she'll do her little routine whenever she feels <laughs> like it. And I think that's so great to start as a child because then hopefully she'll grow up knowing that okay, moving her body feels good to her. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. And as you said, like, I don't think about my workouts around them as setting a good example. Like, watch, mommy is moving her body. Exercise is important. No, it's not about that. The workout is for me. It is about my health. But as you said, it is cool to watch them mimic and imitate. And I think the best part of this is them seeing that mom is doing something that is important to her that she likes to do I think that's probably one of the greatest parts of all about it I do want to mention if you're working out around your kids they are going to whine 
they're going to complain they're going to cry this is just the situation it might look cute to see some of my workout videos on instagram or facebook and it just looks like everyone's having a great time that's not really the case <laughs> that's not how it goes always there's always crying there's complaining there's whining so turn on the tv give them the good treats whatever you need to do to get through your health is important. Your health is important. Keep repeating this to yourself. I also say a lot of different things to steal my three-year-old. The baby obviously is not old enough to understand this kind of stuff right now, but I always say lots of stuff like, I'll be with you in a minute. I'll be with you after I finish five more reps. She understands numbers now, so it works out a little bit more nicely. Um, or I, I need to finish this exercise and then I'll help you do whatever it is. So often I am, I'm teaching her and I'm getting her on board that she needs to play independently a little bit more during this time because this is my time. Yeah, no, I love that tip, Jess, because once I heard you talking about that with steel, I've actually used that with Pippa and I think it's really good because it, te yeah, it teaches them what, um, like, what your priorities in that moment are, but also self-care and just for them to realize like they can wait another minute or five minutes that they will be fine. Um, and then that way you get to fit in that self-care, whether it's five minutes or longer than that. Absolutely. Okay. So tip number four, what I think is really important is having a structured plan. So I, of course, I have bias around this because I am a trainer and I do write plans for clients. But for me, it is so helpful to have a plan written out. So we have a whiteboard in our basement, which is where we work out. And on the whiteboard, I have my workouts written up for the four-week phase that I'm working on. So typically, there will be two or three full-body strength training sessions written up on that board. And so I know I'm doing either workout A, workout B, or workout out C. I go downstairs, I set up my equipment super fast, usually takes like maybe two or three minutes. And then I just get into the workout because I can see it written down. I know what the exercises are, the reps and the sets, and I just go to it. I don't have to fumble through things to decide what I'm going to do in that moment or what exercises feel good right now. Of course, you can always adjust your plan. But I think that having something laid out, again, mentally can just feel really nice. Yeah. And I also wanted to kind of um, go along with that is if anyone's listening who right now is in a rehab phase, so whether you're early postpartum or you're working through an injury, to know that, like, for example, with my clients, I send them their exercises by email um, right after our session or within the 24 hours. So I know a lot of clients find it helpful, like they print it off and and have it with them when they're doing their exercises or, you know, put it somewhere that it's visible. Because that also, even if you're not doing um, a workout that you picture would be a workout, if you're doing any form of exercise just have it already printed out, done, or pull it up on a device so that it's there. It just makes life a lot easier. Um, so I totally agree with that. Have it written out in some way. Just take some of the mental kind of challenge of thinking of what to do out of it. Yeah, 
Perfect. So you can, as Anita said, these could be exercises from your physio. You could find a free program online, buy an online program. This could be taking a workout class outside the home, or maybe you're working with a trainer in person or online. So having a structured plan in some way can just, again, eliminate that barrier to getting started because you know what you're going to do, what you want to do, what you need to do. It just can help you get into the groove faster. Our last tip that we want to give you, and this is a big one, set strong boundaries around it. Set strong boundaries around your workout time. So typically what you're going to need to do is carve the time out. You're going to need to set the time aside. It won't show up. And for me now, this is a bit different. As I said, it's not set times throughout the week. I don't plan out on Sunday nights. This is when I'm going to work out. But as I get to say Tuesday, and I know I want to work out on Tuesday, I will say um, either to Steele or to Brandy, my husband, I'm going to work out at after first nap today. That's what I'm going to do. So I carve the time. It often won't just show up, especially again, if you do have a really packed schedule, if you are working outside the home, for example, and your time is really blocked off significantly, you might need to carve out that time. Maybe that's setting it up for the week ahead. Maybe it's on the day itself. Carve the time. And I think it's good to bring up as well that this is, so setting boundaries though is different than the idea of no excuses. Cause I feel like I see that popping up quite a bit, especially on social media. Um, and I think it's good to set boundaries, but also be considerate of maybe what your day has been like, your night has been like, for example, if you're a new mom and you did not sleep at all the night before may not be the best idea that, you know, energy you need to get through your day and, and then expecting to be able to do a big, long workout, um, you may want to, again, then put it on another day or modify what your workout is so that it's not taxing you more after not getting sleep or if you have to be nursing um, and your baby was, you know, cluster feeding and nursing all night or all morning or whatnot, um, that takes a lot out of you. So just, you know, just to be aware, we're not talking about like no excuses as in get it done regardless of what's going on in your life. You have to balance it out a little bit different. Yeah, such an important point to make. Yeah, really, really key. We have a rule that with my clients that we don't think about intense workouts unless there was seven hours of sleep the night before. And maybe that wasn't seven hours in a row, but it's seven hours um, combined or total. So yes, strong boundaries around it doesn't have to be that it's a no excuses type situation. There can be lots of reasons for why your workout might change or why you're not going to work out that day. And that's absolutely fine too. In terms of the boundaries, what I want to say too is that this can take an adjustment period. It might feel inconvenient for other people in your life and that is okay. So for a long time, working out with a toddler who is younger, so say 18 months, two years, even younger than that, it 
was inconvenient for my kid. She was not able to uh, play by herself, do more independent play. She needed more things right away. Um, so working out with a three and a half year old around versus a year and a half is a very different situation. Just keep reminding yourself that it might be inconvenient for others and that is okay because again, your health is important in this. All right, so we are so hopeful that these five tips for working out with a pack schedule and particularly with young children are helpful for you. To recap, work out in what you're wearing, stop changing your clothes, adjust your good workout mindset, so really check in with yourself if you are approaching exercise with an all or nothing mindset. Work out around your kids. You can understand that they are going to whine, complain, and cry, and you can do it anyways. Have a structured plan and set strong boundaries around that time that is important for you. On the next episode of To Birth and Beyond, we speak about pregnancy and infant loss with coach Aditi Loveridge. We talk about miscarriage, stillbirth, how you can get the support you might need if you are going through a loss experience, how you can offer support for someone you might know who is going through loss. And generally, we want to open up this conversation of grief to help you feel less alone and more supported. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 